This is the Story Power Marketing Show with Tom Ruich. Make yourself comfortable and fasten your seatbelt. Tom and his guests are about to share powerful stories, trade business building insights, and have a few laughs. Tom created this podcast to help you captivate prospects and inspire them to act so you can get more clients quickly and easily. That's what powerful storytelling is all about. That's what this podcast is all about. So let's get this party started. Here's your host, Tom Ruich. Hello and welcome to the Story Power Marketing Show. I'm Tom Ruich, and today's episode is called How to Transform Your Public Speaking from No Can Do to No Sweat. My guest today is Fred Miller. Fred is the author of three books, No Sweat Public Speaking, No Sweat Elevator Speech, and No Sweat The Fear of Public Speaking. Each has earned rave reviews on Amazon, including reviews from me. Uh, Fred is an internationally recognized public speaking expert, a TEDx talk coach, and a podcaster. Businesses, individuals, and organizations hire him because they want to improve their networking, their public speaking, and their presentation skills. They do it because they know that speaking opportunities are business, career, and leadership opportunities. Fred Miller, welcome to the Story Power Marketing Show. Well, thanks for having me, Tom. It's a privilege to be your guest. Yeah, you know, we go back a long way. I I don't even remember how many years it's been. We're both in St. Louis, Missouri. I've known you. Um, I, I knew you long before you leaned into this public speaking thing. But tell us a little bit about how you came to this game, this realization that speaking opportunities are business, career, leadership opportunities. Well, I would watch people present and you realize that we like to work with experts. If you're perceived as an expert, they work with you. Same reason you want to write a book. And, and by the way, just as a sidebar, always write your own introduction and include in it, if you don't have a book, and I appreciate you mentioning mine, the title of his upcoming book is. Oh, yeah. Yep. Because we perceive writers and speakers as experts. We like yeah. to work with experts. They command more money for their products and services. And yep. I used to go see Zig Ziglar and Brian Tracy and speakers like that and just think, man, that is, that's awesome. And you saw the power people have. Also, on the other side, you would see people who are very, very bright, but they couldn't communicate. Yep. And it hurt their career. Yeah. And it just, one thing led to another as in Toastmasters for years and I uh, got out of a couple of businesses and it just seemed like the right time to pursue what's uh, my passion. And, and you've done some of the same things, Tom. Yeah, yeah. And so for those people who can't communicate, who are who are struggling with it, who find it to be a scary thing, who are sweating it, um, what are what are some of the what are some of the reasons that they're struggling? What are some of the biggest mistakes that you see with people when they are getting up there in front of a crowd? Well, first of all, it's natural because yeah. most of our conversations are one-on-one -on -one like this. Many are on the phone or a phone, I should say. Yeah, We don't see or hear the people. 
And more and more people are texting or emailing. You don't right. see or hear them. And you get up in front of a group like, whoa, whoa, that's, that's a little different. That's mm -hmm. uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. But the thing is that we can learn to do this. And the analogy I like to give, it's, it's a story to your, to your, uh, your expertise. Uh, I got a call years ago from an OBGYN. She was moving from New York to St. Louis, going to be affiliated with one of the big hospitals. Terrible fear of public speaking. Yeah, I could hear in her voice, and she told me, and she said, this is very, very important to me. I'm going to be teaching a class. I'm going to be presenting to colleagues. Can you help me? I said, I don't know, doctor. Can I ask you a few questions? She said, sure. I said, you're an OBGYN. That means you deliver baby boys and baby girls, correct? She goes, hmm. yes. <laughs> I said, well, have you ever delivered a baby public speaker? <laughs> and she kind of <laughs> chuckled and said, no, no, I haven't, Fred. I said, let me ask you another question. You're a doctor. You're an adult. You've dealt with death. It's part of life. Do you know anyone who's passed away giving a presentation? And she kind of chuckled again and said, no, I'm, I, I don't. I said, well, doctor, you just proved my point. There's not a public speaking gene that we're either born or not born with. Yep. It's a relatively safe activity to engage in. So somewhere between birth and death, it's a skill we can learn. Yeah, You weren't born knowing how to drive a car, ride a bike. You went to medical school, doctor. Yeah. You've done tougher things. Yeah. So the short answer is we can learn these skills. And, and yeah. it's worth doing it. It's, it's, it's a... Uh, you know, price benefit and the price of going through and toughing it out and sweating and being a little bit scared, it's worth it because it can change your life, career, business, otherwise. So how do you turn the sweaty, frightened public speaker into the no sweat pub public speaker? What are some of, some of your best tips? I don't want to give well, away the whole book, but I want to prove to the people listening that they need to go out and get those books. Well, they do. A silver nugget is practice, practice, practice. Yep. And the golden nugget is speak, speak, speak. Yeah. The learning is in the doing. Yeah. Now, if you want to take it to another level, and this is what they tell doctors when they first enter medical school, is mm -hmm. see one, do one, teach one. Mm -hmm. So if you can teach it, as you're teaching storytelling, you become much, much better at it. Yeah. But the best way, let me give you my best tip for practicing. Like we're doing here, video. Yeah. Video yourself. And, and I got mine set up so you can see my gestures because that's part of giving a good presentation. Nonverbal communication surpasses verbal. But video yeah. yourself giving a presentation. And then play it back. The first time you play it back, turn the sound off. Yeah. Just watch. Are you are you doing things that are distracting that you know, really aren't congruent with what you're talking about? Second time, turn the screen around and just listen. Mm -hmm. How is your enunciation and pronunciation? Mm -hmm. How is your pacing? Are you speaking too quickly or too slowly? Are you pausing? All the other verbal communication, listen to that. Third time, watch it, video and audio. You'll see what the audience sees and hears. And the fourth time, watch it with a trusted coach. Yeah. And don't just say, give me some feedback. Say, I want to know two things I'm really doing well. 
and three opportunities for improvement. Because if they just say, hey, Tom, that was dynamite. Man, I can't wait to hear you speak again. Well, you love that warm fuzzy, but that doesn't really help you. Yeah. yeah. And then speak I, go up, to go as on. many audiences as possible, different audiences. I remember in Toastmasters, one of our best speakers got too comfortable in front of our club. He, mm -hmm. he lost his mojo. Mm -hmm. And then when you go out to a speaking gig and it's a different crowd, like, whoa, whoa exactly. I don't know you guys. I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, lots, I lots love of tricks. What I love about that advice, Fred, is 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 you started with two, uh, you know, basic ideas. You know, uh, practice, 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 and, and and you know, and and do it. Get out there. I, I I probably just misstated the first two things that you said, but but the cynic and the the person who's not taking this this presentation seriously might say, well, of course, duh, but. Then you gave us a really good framework for how to go about doing it. And at the heart of the advice that you just gave us is the understanding that without much training, without any training, we know what a good speaker looks like. Oh, yeah. So watch yourself with the sound off and you'll see, you'll know, oh, shouldn't have done that. You'll yeah. know my manner was good. My manner was off without a lick of training just practice with the sound off and then the same thing turn the screen around listen you know when it's good you know yeah. when it's if you not had good. filler words ah er the like and, and you're a sports guy tom so you can yeah. I relate this to sports most professional athletes spend an infinitesimal amount of time actually playing their game most right. of it is working out practicing yeah that's what you do i mean in ted talks we we coach people that they should practice one hour of practice for every minute of presentation. Mm -hmm. and, and the sports guys know that. Am I correct? I mean, take a quarterback, take take any professional athlete, very, well, especially a runner. I mean, they're out there for, what, yeah. 30 seconds, a minute. That's all. But they're always practicing, working out. Why would you think you can get up in front of a crowd where possibly your job depends upon it and just wing it? Yeah, he can't. He can't do that. Exactly. And the other thing to extend the sports metaphor is that when they are actually on the playing field or on the court, the vast majority of time spent is remaining calm, mindset, keeping yes. focused, setting aside the noise in your head. You know, and there there's a great book, uh, the power of full engagement. I think it's called. I'll I'll mention it in the show notes, uh, where they talked about the tennis player Ivan Lendl and how Ivan Lendl between points, he was a machine. Played in the eighties into the nineties, I think. He was a machine and. And he had the exact same routine between each point before each serve, bouncing the ball. He would he would um, get the ball from the ball boy and return the ball no matter what condition it was in. Give me a second ball. He would wipe his head the same way after each point. He would bounce the ball the same number of times. And it was all part of the machinery of, all right, I'm clearing my head. I'm envisioning. I'm focusing and I know that mindset and, and, and confidence and focus is also a big part of what you preach and what you teach, Fred. Well, you just made me think of, and this is what stories do. We go into yeah. the hard drive of our brain and yeah. pull out another story. That made me think about first responders. 
That's yeah. why they are always, always practicing. Who would run into a building full of flames if you really thought about it? Yeah. You know, who rushes into a building with yeah. a, a gunman who's got an AR-15 knowing yep. that he's killing people? I mean, yep. you just get to react and do it. You mm -hmm. can't think about it. And that's why all that practicing pays off for first responders. That's why yep. they do what they do. Yeah. Same analogy, right? Yeah, exactly. So so let's talk for a moment about the elevator speech. So many of us are not working in the office building anymore. Uh, a lot of work from home, <laughs> a lot of remote work. So maybe people have <clears throat> forgotten the notion of an elevator speech. You're in the elevator, you're meeting somebody that you want to uh, tell, tell about your business, make that initial pleased to meet you speech. You only have you know, from the first floor to the fourth floor, uh, how are you going to make the maximum impact? And so call it an elevator speech, call it your uh, introductory presentation, whatever it may be. It's that short public presentation. And what are the things that people need to know to get the elevator speech just right? Thanks for asking. Clear, concise, and consistent. Yeah. Because your goals are this. You want them to know exactly what you do so you can do one of two things. I, I know what you do, Tom. I don't need it right now. But if I ever need it in the future, you're the guy. Sounds like you're, you're an expert. Or my radar, also, my radar is now up. And if I ever hear somebody says, I got to tell some stories. I got I to gotta, I gotta really firm up my marketing and stories are the way to go. You know anybody who does that? That's the guy. You know, you want to be referred and you want to be hired. And you want to make it clear, concise, and consistent. Too many elevator speeches, and I've had them, they're far too long. Yeah. And you want people to know exactly what you do. Now, here's the test for an elevator speech. I give you my elevator speech. If you can give it to somebody who didn't hear it, and they know what I do, that's a winner. Yeah. Yeah. But you also want to do a little bit different. So the, my Twitter type, to your point of being clear, concise, and consistent... I'm Fred Miller. I speak, coach, and write about networking, public speaking, and presentation skills. Mm -hmm. I want to make it real, real simple, simple words, simple language. You don't impress people with words they don't know, just like telling stories, right? Yeah. You make them feel stupid. And if I feel stupid, I'm not going to work with you. Yeah. I'm not going to refer you. Yeah. But you could do a little, little bit different. So you might ask me, we're in line, and you say, I'm Tom, I do storytelling help people with that. What do you do? And instead of just giving you the Twitter type I just gave you, I could say, well, thanks for asking time. I'm going to answer your question by asking you one. Yeah. Have you, have you ever been to an event and you're watching and listening to the speaker and you're thinking to yourself, well, that guy's good. I mean, he is really good. He's consistent. He's authoritative. He has a passion for what he's doing, man. I wish I could do that. I'm the guy they hire yeah. to develop, practice, and deliver presentations like that. Yeah. You, you probably don't know anyone who needs to improve their public speaking and presentation skills. <laughs> right. Yeah. Ask, yeah. That's a little yeah. bit of a pattern interrupt, not what they were expecting. Yeah. 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 I love you don't that. know anybody has any good stories, do you? I love it. Or, yeah. or you, to your case, you don't have a story, do you? Everyone's <laughs> got a story, don't they, Tom? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, and you you can turn it the other way around. Also, it could be have you oh, ever sure. been sit, have you ever been sitting in the audience where the guys on stage, the speakers on stage, and 
just sweating and fumbling and the audience is fidgeting and every it's just a, a total mess. Well, I'm the guy who prevents that from happening. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, absolutely. And it's a little bit different than what they're expecting because they're exactly. you're really expecting your name, company, blah, 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 blah. And, and again, you got to keep it short. So yeah. the rule of three, you know, three is magical. One for emphasis. Zoom is dynamite. Two for comparison. Up, down, fast, slow. Mm -hmm. Three for completeness. Mm -hmm. I'll give some examples. Four or more for a list. Shopping mm -hmm. list or to-do list. So I speak, coach, and write about networking, public speaking, and presentation skills. Yeah. Want the audience to get it? You need to educate, entertain, and explain. Mm -hmm. Because too many people, you've heard them. What, what do you do? And they go on and on. You're thinking, gosh, I guess I'll rotate my tires, change my oil, wash my windows. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah. I don't think I want to hire them. Yeah, exactly. So you mentioned a moment ago, Zoom. And I know, because uh, we've spent time together online and, and chatted on Zoom, you have really embraced it. You've really figured out how to show up online effectively. You look great right now. You're well lit. I know you I know you have a lot of magic that you could do with your backgrounds if you wanted to do it. Talk to us a little bit about the differences between showing up on Zoom versus well, the differences and similarities really between showing up on Zoom and showing up on a stage in front of a hundred people or a thousand people. Well, you Zoom might be tougher because mm -hmm. You're out, the, you know, you don't know what these people are doing. A lot of times you get all these cameras and you tell them to blank them because you don't want everyone looking at everyone else, but they may be playing games. They may be eating. But a couple of things are important. My background, mm -hmm. not distracting. Too many people have too many things in their background. Inappropriate doesn't even begin to explain what some of those things are. Yeah. And we can't multitask because I'm looking at the, you got another screen back there and what's in that cabinet. And I, I think I see some books as mine. No, that's distracting. Yeah. Big, big thing. We cannot multitask. And the best example I like to give, if you're watching any cable news show mm -hmm. and that ticker tape, you've seen it, Tom, comes across the bottom of the screen. If you're reading that ticker tape, you have no idea what they're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And to prove that when the commercial comes on, the ticker tape is gone. <laughs> Advertisers would never waste their money like that. Uh, so you want to play with distractions. Plain black shirt. You know, yeah. no distractions, no bling. I don't have any necklaces or jewelry or anything. You want people concentrating on you. You mentioned lighting. Yeah, I've got lighting here, here, overhead. Because nonverbal communication surpasses verbal. People believe what they see. They've got to be, if they're not in sync, they believe what they see. And the example there I like to give, the story, to your point, when Obama, one of the best presenters there is, debated Romney the first time in a presidential debate, he lost because his body language showed that he was, he didn't even want to be there. He seemed aloof, disengaged, and he lost because of his body language. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, hey, you got to be careful. But Zoom, is it, with the right software, it can make a big, big difference, I think. Yeah, do you, you have, have your buttons handy? Present... Pardon? Do you have any of those buttons handy for... Do I have any of those buttons handy? But let's... <laughs> uh, let's see, what can uh, we show do Show us here? the cluttered room. I love that. Oh, 
<laughs> oh, oh, okay. You remember. Okay. Yeah. So I've got, let me see what I've got here. Uh, I've got one like that. See, that's really distracting. And here I am up in heaven. Uh, I'm sorry, Tom. I, I don't see your name here. I'm, well, you're a young guy. Whoa, wait a minute there. I've got a couple of markers for you here. Tom, let's see that clutter. Uh, oh, this is a mess. Oh, here we are. You remember my garage. Yeah. That's so embarrassing. But people will go on a Zoom call with a background like this. Yeah. Like, really? Really? Yeah. But sometimes now you can make it. You know, if I was going to talk about elevator speeches, this would be kind of appropriate, right? Right. Right. But most elevator speeches, you're kind of look. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I got. Yeah, there it is. So a, a, a couple of a couple of notes about that in all seriousness. So number okay. one, you're able to pull off what you just did because we talked about it before. You have great lighting. You have a great setup. You have a good green screen behind you and you can pull it off. I was in a meeting earlier today with a woman who had the green screen thing going. She had a background behind her, but I don't think she couldn't possibly have actually had a green screen. Because, you know, we've all been there, right? They move their arms and their arm disappears. Oh, yeah. and, no, I and... wear a yellow shirt and you disappear. <laughs> exactly. And and so you really have to be conscious of the technology and the tools that you're using. And the other thing I wanted to take from what you just did is uh, humor. You Every time I see you speak, you make me smile. You make me laugh. You... You know, you're delivering serious and important lessons, but you're doing it. This goes straight to the stuff that I talk about also. You're doing it in an entertaining way. Information alone is not enough. That's right. Educate, entertain, and explain. We like yeah. to be entertained. If I'm entertaining you, I have your attention. If I have your attention, that increases the odds you get it. Yeah. And getting it is the goal of all communication, yeah. verbal, yeah. written, or visual. Yep. Because if you don't get it, even if you don't agree, that's fine. But you got to get it. Otherwise, we can't have a conversation going forward. Yep. yep. No, you you deal with that all the time. But and I appreciate your kind words. But this this is not my first setup. <laughs> I had been, yeah, we've been doing as it. As you know, we had to cut an interview short because I had some bad connection with my microphone. I'm actually using my iPhone as my camera, and there's an app for that, yep. which makes a big big difference. Yep. And then some other software, but some of that th stuff is worth the investment. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. I I can't tell you how often I get onto a, a Zoom call with somebody, and somebody says, "Wow, what what kind of camera are you using? What well, you got nice cameras? Going, I know. Yeah, what's yeah. going on? And it matters. It 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 extends your credibility. People know that you're a serious person. It really matters. And 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 I don't want to just I, I don't want to suggest that if your background stinks and if you're breaking some of these rules that Fred's describing that you're, you know, all of a sudden your credibility is down the toilet. The person I was talking to earlier was a, 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 a really credible professional, but she was undermining that credibility by looking kind of like a clown with her disappearing arms and the whole and the whole bit. So. It's little bitty things that make a big difference in telling yeah. stories and in presenting. It's a, it's a little thing. Write your, always write your own introduction. I didn't yep. write mine for you because you're a master of that. That's what you do. But too many times, they're going to grab your bio. And quite frankly, nobody cares. I went to U City. I went to Mizzou. And I got two kids and four grandkids. 
And now I'm going to talk about public speaking. It's got nothing to do with it. Right. Always write your own introduction because that is a speaking opportunity for the person introducing you. That's right. And many times they don't even want to do it. But if you can make them a hero, mm-hmm. wow, yeah. makes a big difference. Sure. Exactly. Yeah. So, Fred, but, where can people find all this great no sweat public speaking stuff that we talked about? The books, your well, thanks, blog, Fred. I, all I, your I've got a website no sweat public speaking.com got lots of articles on there lots of uh, podcasts you know took that from you and uh also you can get books i've got them on amazon and Mm -hmm. i'm available for uh coaching and giving presentations yeah but it can be a game changer i mean this is how you build some of your business time yeah you're speaking a long time it builds your credibility this is building your credibility yeah yeah exactly any parting thoughts, Fred? Fred, any parting thoughts? <laughs> no, I just... Wow, I just that was a public out. speaking we, moment, we right? We, we go back a long, long ways. I mean, both our hair was black, you know, and I, I didn't have a beard at the time. No, but it makes a big, big difference uh, how you present yourself. Yeah. And it can change the world. You know, Zoom's changed the world and do those little things that make a difference. Have a good camera, have a good microphone. You taught me that. I trade in my other one. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, do those other little things and your presentations will be no sweat. Beautiful, Fred. <laughs> Always a great pleasure to hang out with you. Please go check out no sweat publicspeaking.com. Go to Amazon, buy these books, learn everything you can from Fred. He's loaded with wisdom and experience about this stuff, and it will make you a better public speaker more business opportunities, more credibility, all that good stuff that comes with showing up with authenticity, with authority on stage. So Fred Miller, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Good to see you again, my friend, and we'll see you again down the road. Thank you. listening to the Story Power Marketing Show with Tom Ruich. If you liked what you heard today, visit storypowermarketing.com resources, where you can sign up for Tom's entertaining, informative, must-read emails, download free business building resources, and discover other opportunities to help you harness the power of storytelling. That's storypowermarketing.com slash resources to help you captivate prospects, inspire them to act, and grow your business with greater ease and joy. Also, please remember to subscribe to the Story Power Marketing Show with Tom Ruich and review it on iTunes or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.